The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Grab Podcast. I am Mike Stevens of Sports Illustrated and the Hockey News, and sitting across from me is the one and the only future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how are you doing? I am doing well. How Life is are you good. Doing? Hockey's back. You know, I spent I spent about 45 minutes in a group chat today uh, meticulously breaking down footage of a bag skate like it was the ZipRooter film of the JFK assassination. So hockey's back. We're ready to rock. Let's do it. I want you to be so proud of me. Mm -hmm. I literally have not watched a hockey game voluntarily in three months. Did you was there a non-consensual hockey game that you had to watch? Well, like, I do video oh, for yeah, okay. certain people. But at least you um, got monetary compensation for that. That's good. Right. Okay, so I have not done anything hockey that hasn't resulted in monetary compensation. Fan- I'm so proud of you. I We, we really I know, needed right? that. But I'm- I'm also at school and dying. We, we, re- we needed that. Man, this is this is a great time of the year. I won my fantasy match. Okay. I know that Ooh. I know that no one likes to talk. First of all, my, my fantasy team, titled Your Mom's Favorite Team, is is one and one on the year titled my wife i should have i should have done that my the the guys in my fantasy group don't know that bit they're not on twitter so it would just sound really they'd be like when did you get married and then when did they like you know (laughs) but i want to i know no one likes to talk about fantasy teams so i'm going to make this quick but i just want to give a shout out to aaron jones of the green bay packers um because going into okay going into monday night i was down by 34 points um and my opponent had no players left and I only had Aaron Jones and he was projected for, oh. for about 15. And I went, Oh man, well I'm done. But unless he has a big game and I didn't end up at ha- being able to watch that game. I was, I was busy, but I look back in on, you know, about maybe uh, I think with like three minutes left in the fourth quarter, I looked at my phone and he had had 38 points that night <laughs> and, <laughs> and rode me to victory. So Aaron, I owe you an endless amount of drinks, beers, whatever you want to talk about. It's great. Life is good. Hockey's back, baby. Like Packers covered, which uh, helps yes, your girl. I, yeah, they covered twice over. So I had them at twelve and a half, mm-hmm. and then on the live line because I was like, oh, like the the game started. That wonder what the lines at. The line was at six and a half, and I was like, I'm gonna hammer oh, you gotta that. Pound that. You gotta pound that. Oh, I absolutely ripped that three units, and I was like, yes, sir, and then. Thank you, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the two Aarons really, really helped us out here. It was Aaron Square. Great, Aaron Square. It is awesome. Um, we should, off the top, yes. talk about the most important thing. What is it? Which is um, we have an announcement. Yeah, coming. No, you're not listening to soon. the SDP. This is the Staff and Grab Pod. Is the SGP? Yeah, this is the SGP. But we do have an announcement. We. It's pretty big. It's uh, it's 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 huge yeah um lots of fun stuff coming as soon as we're allowed hopefully next episode it'll probably be yeah probably be next episode right we will uh we'll be able to break it but it's something uh we're just kind of dotting i's and crossing t's but 
I think like Mike can see the look on oh, my yeah. face right now. I am We're thrilled about it. Yeah, I am jacked about this. It's it's been a long time coming. Um and while we're at it, we owe our producer an enormous thank you for all of the work he has done thus far. Yeah, I, I want to say that this is the inaugural episode of the 2021-2022 season. Like, I'd say this is where yeah. we... So we just want to give a huge shout out to Connor Somerville. Um, the guy, like, the amount of work that guy puts into this podcast is unbelievable. Like, uh, we, we can't... I cannot physically we do not have a podcast it just doesn't work without it like we are so inept in all of the things that he does that it's just and like i don't have words to even describe how thankful i am so connor you i I, every time he says the episode's up i respond thank you king we owe you our lives it's true we owe you our lives or like the amount of times i have to text him and be like you need to take this out so that i don't get sued or the amount of times he had he has to dm me be like hey man you forgot to send your audio can you and i'm like in the movie (laughs) theater i'm like fuck sorry connor like so he puts up with a lot of shit so we want to thank him for that right and so yeah this is the first episode obviously we had damon severson last week if you have if you missed that episode there's lou stories there's yager stories there's restaurant recommendations like that was a really good episode we got a lot of really good feedback on that um and friend of the uh, show i think we can officially say friend of the show yeah he said he had a ton of fun so that was uh that was awesome. But yeah, first episode of the 2021-22 season. Let's do it. And wanna, uh, wanna kick yeah. kick off some headlines? Let's kick off with some let's headlines. Let's do it. All right. Let's do a happy, cheery, go, hap- go lucky headline. Brought to you by Rachel's Brain is Working today. Yes. Thank, you know, thank God. It's all. It's always working, but when it's functional on the podcast, is is <laughs> it, that that's that's one of the rare moments. All right. Let's kick it off with a fun, happy story. Jack Eichel got stripped of the captaincy today. Okay, so I have a thought on this. I'm sure you do. That's what's great, Rachel, is that we have a podcast that is specifically geared towards you sharing your thoughts on these things. <laughs> so I can't wait so, to hear it. <laughs> okay, so he says, I don't want to be here anymore. Trade me. And their response is, we're going to strip you of the captaincy. To which Jack's response would be, that's fine, because I don't want to be here anyway. <laughs> like, what are you accomplishing? He said, trade me because I hate it here. And they said, well, we're going to punish you by stripping you of the captaincy. And he went, cool, but I'm still here. Yeah. Like, what? It's so fun. Like, it's so funny because he just, he, like, he intends to never play another game for the organization. So I'm stripping them of the cap. There's a, there's a great TikTok trend that's going around now where I believe it's a, it's a Jay-Z song. And it's a really quick part of it where he, where he just... He raps like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. And then it goes, and then it's just like, it's a beat. And he goes, okay. And I feel like that's just Jack. It's like, it's like, we're going to shoot you the captain okay. And he's like, okay, like, cool. But I ain't even coming. It, 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 it has no, I don't even going to be there. I'm going to come to fail my physical as you knew I would, because you won't let me fix my neck. Like you literally, like you people won't let me fix my neck. And then I'm just going to, fuck off it's like it's like a it's like working at i don't know like any working at like goldman sachs or something no working at like dunder mifflin and like just them treating you like shit the whole time you're like and then you're like okay i want to like i want to quit i'm on my two weeks notice basically and they're like all right well you're well you're no longer the head of the party planning committee it's like okay that has okay that has no effect on me i don't give a shit guys 
So it's just it's more of just a slap in the face, I think. Like it's this is getting pretty. I think it's the Sabers thinking like they have like some type of power. And it's them trying to. The reality yeah. is, is you could not have handled this worse. Yeah, th- it's them grasping to retain like some high ground here, like because ja- it's like everyone's against them, and they are power. Like although they hold, although they hold the cards, like Jack Jack technically does hold all the power that he can just go. I'm not gonna play for you. And the, and you now you have ten million dollars. Yeah, million. I I can't play. I'm not going to pass a physical until I get the surgery, and I'm not having the surgery you want me to have. So I will literally sit on LTIR and collect ten and a half mil and bash you in the press the whole time yeah. going forward. Like you just we just can't be having that. And also like. Tell me Owen Power didn't make the right decision by just saying, you know, I'm going to go back to Michigan. for Now, I know that he wanted to go back to Michigan because, like, for example, like we both I think our sisters, your sister's one year older than mine. But like or no, maybe two. My sister's my brother's friends with Owen Power. And but like so they like I felt bad because my sister was in her first year in 2019, 2020. So she only had like half of a normal first year. Oh, see, my sister's first year was last year. She was home the whole year. Oh, so from uni. No, my sister. Yeah, my sister's a two thousand and. Oh, so mine's two thousand and one. Okay, yeah. So that makes, Jesus Christ, my sister's twenty years old. That, but that, you know, you know the deal with Cat. She's like me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we went to school. I'm just having a. I'm just having a, a an existential crisis realizing my sister's twenty years old. Holy shit! Even, um, wow. Anyway. Yeah. Someone asked me how old my brother was, and I was like nine. Yeah, I'm like she's twelve. She's always gonna be twelve to me. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um, Meanwhile, he's driving a car. But it's like, <laughs> I just feel like. So I know that the I get the reasoning for him to go back to to Michigan was like he didn't get to have a normal college experience like in his first year like he didn't he didn't get the chance to actually like like he's going to Michigan because he wants to actually have that college hockey experience without anything and go to the football game exactly exactly like go like be able to party go to football games like be able to do stuff I get it like you I think everyone should have that experience at the same time there's like even like pandemic aside. There's no way he would have gone like he would have made this decision regardless. Like there's no like why would you It's the right thing to do for his development. He's not NHL yeah. ready yet. And I think regardless of like even if Buffalo took any like if Buffalo took Veneers and Seattle took Owen Power, I still think Power should have gone back to school because I think like when you rush a defenseman, you're asking for problems. Look at what the Leafs did with Luke Shen, right? And so I think there's just not there's no value there. And, and so I think it was very smart of him. And also like Buffalo is a whole ass mess. Um, yeah, it's just not good. It's not it good. It is so embarrassing. Like this, the way that they've handled this is so embarrassing. Like it's just like, you could not, like you said, you could not have handled this worse. Like this is not just a random player. Like this is, this is your captain. This is a guy that you, like, it's not only that it's your captain, your friend. Yeah, this is not Zemgis Gear. Exactly. This is, but it's not only your captain. It's not only your franchise player. This is a guy that the franchise spent an entire year tanking for to get. Like, well, they try to get McDavid, yes, but, but still like that was like, it's a pretty good consolation prize is, is Jack Eichel. Like he was, he's supposed to be like the, you know, the, the prize possession. Like we talk about the, like you talk about the crazy, like, for example, I was reading, I, I've been watching a lot of baseball, like historian YouTube videos. And there's one that really detailed like the preferential treatment that Alex Rodriguez got in um, Texas oh, yeah. when he was there. Like, 
just like it, it went to the point of like one step behind like them having a salaried employee whose only job was to like wipe his balls like that like that's <laughs> that is just it's only that's very graphic but it's only like one step behind that like he was getting everything and and that is but like that is essentially how you should be treating Jack Eichel. He is the he is the lifeblood of the future of your team. And not only are you not like are you holding his health and like well being, it's not and not even just his health to play hockey. But like for example, like I'm living with like his a, health in general. They're holding hostage. Exactly. Like for example, like I'm living with a torn meniscus. Like I am getting an MRI on it soon and surgery soon, so it's gonna get fixed, which is great. But. Well, that makes one of us. Yeah, but at the same time, like, it has hampered my ability to live life. I can't, like, I can't fully sleep on one side because of it. You know, like, you can't, I can't run. I can't do all these things. Jack, like, and that is a lot less severe than a fucking, like, destroyed disc in your neck. As someone who has had traumatic neck injuries and lives with it every day... Let him have the fucking surgery. Like, holy shit, guys. Honestly. He's going to miss... He's At this point, he's going to miss the same amount of time, regardless of what happens, from the time he could have had the surgery to now. You've just, you just well, destroyed, like... So, people... The big thing here is artificial disc surgery has never been performed on a hockey player, mm-hmm. but it's been performed on rugby players, on football players. Like... It's not like it's never been performed. You ever watch a rugby game? The the amount of physical They're way tougher than hockey players. Oh yeah, the physical wear and tear. Like I remember seeing I my you know Your my, neck is oh, dunzo. I remember seeing a game like watching a game on TV with my 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 friend um who was my neighbor at the time and we were just watching a game and I and I saw a guy go up to catch a ball, I guess. I'm not a big rugby guy, but he went to go side to go catch a ball and he all like it looked like he got decapitated. Like in the middle, like it looked like someone straight up like Killed ripped him. his head off in the middle, like, <laughs> like, and, and he was, he didn't miss a play. And I'm right. like, that is like, his neck was a 90 degree angle, Rachel. Like it was, <laughs> like your neck is not supposed to like work it was like a concave that. angle. It was, it was not <laughs> good. And if it's, if it's been successfully done on a, pl- on a rugby player, then it can be done successfully on a hockey player. I'm not a doctor. But I'm just saying. Yeah, like the science behind it. There's science behind it. Anyways, let's. Yes. For 15 minutes in, we yes. covered one thing. Hell yeah. All right. K- Kirill Kaprizov, five years, $9 million per year. He's back in Minnesota. They announced it with a great tweet. Doing a great job great. On, on, on the PR side. This is, this is an interesting deal. What are your thoughts? I want to know your thoughts on this. So first. Mike Johnson put out, like, this is what I think all the RFAs are going to sign for. He was. He's basically been within 10% on every deal, and he got the Darlene deal exact. So, like, I think, honestly, I had Kaprizov around either six years, nine and a half, five at, like, 9.25 kind of thing. Um, I think it's fair. Like, I I don't have a problem with this at all. Yeah, it's... I think it, I, I definitely think it's fair. I'm I'm looking at because again he's 24. Like this is gonna take him all the way through his prime. You know, like it's like although he. But then he can go back to Russia. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At the same time, though, this is a guy who has 55 games of NHL experience under his belt, and he scored 50 what 51 points, I believe. So, like, yeah. like he's it's a small sample size, but like you could just tell what he did to the Wild. Like he single handedly made them interesting. Oh my god. 
that they were the most boring team in the league. Like, like uh, you couldn't, you, you literally couldn't pay me. It's my job to, <laughs> to watch hockey. So, watch, so I, and I would not yeah. well, I'm speaking right to my employer. You couldn't pay me to watch this team. And like, he now we have on. Dom like buying Teslas off the money he's made from Minnesota. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dom is literally like he's he owe, he owes like a large he chunk owes of Kirill his money. Yeah, he owes a large chunk of his like retirement fund <laughs> to Kirill Kaprizov. So hey, good on him. Speaking of Darlene, three years, six six million dollars per. I think what what's gone under the radar a lot in how much Buffalo has sucked is that Darlene has managed to tread water. Like he is, which is shocking. It is he is man like he has re- like pretty impressive, at least offensive, pretty impressive numbers throughout the because he's played on like I think his three years in the league have coincided, other than the Eichel Tank year, with the three like most moribund, <laughs> potentially some of the most moribund teams to ever have graced NHL ice. He also, like I believe, was paired with Rasmus Ristolainen, yes. which is a death sentence. Like it's not great. But yeah, like, I mean, he hasn't been great. And I think it really stunted his development to come over um, when he did. But three by six, like it's a bridge deal. And he's I 21. Think, yeah, he's going to be banking in his next contract. Like, look at these numbers, like even just purely offensively, I want to say, because he look, he has he definitely defensively is not fair to evaluate anybody on the yes. Sabres because they were just absolute trash. He, he really needs to improve defensively, but still like offensively rookie year. So a, as a rookie, 18 year old defenseman, 44 points in 82 games. That would be a good year. Fantastic. That would be a good year for anyone. And that's that's great. Next year he plays 59 games, but has 40 points. Like that's so even higher. It's a fantastic rate of scoring, and he did that in less ice time too. In two minutes less of ice time, points per game. Yeah, and then last year, middle of the pandemic, in the like in the worst like full full stop like maybe the worst team we've ever seen. Yeah, like like no hyperbole. They were worse than the Avs like a couple years ago. Yeah, like no hyperbole. Like maybe the worst team we've ever seen. Yeah, twenty three points in fifty six games, which is almost right. So step back, step back, but still. he was third on team. Everybody took a step back on Buffalo. <laughs> he was third in team scoring. No, second. No, no, third on team scoring because Ristolainen scored a little bit higher than him. That's alarming. That's insane. Like, he, this is a good player yeah. and $6 million. I think he'll take a step. $6 million for what will probably be three of, if not th- his three best years. Hey, man. I like that. He'll be good. He'll be worth it. He'll be worth He's it. He's like the only shining light. Like, the, like the man, the Sabres put out a tweet. Him and Dylan Cousins. Man, the Sabres put out that tweet today that was like, it's supposed to hype up people. It's like Dustin Tokarski, uh, Craig Anderson, Pekka, Uko, Uko, Pekka, Lukonen. There we go. And Aaron Dell are vying for playing time in net this season. And I'm literally hockey. And everyone went, Literally ad hockey struggle tweets, just like screenshot it and put it up. And that was it. Like, it's it's bad. Um, All right. This is a little. So now the training camps are opening. We're getting, you know, like health information. Um, and we're going to get into like, you know, like the, the, the physical performance of, of players in a little bit, but the Montreal Canadians opened their, their camp. And I would, Paul Byron, Mike Hoffman, who's a recent signing, who got a lot of money in a lot of years from them and Carey Price all failed their physicals. So we knew Price was exactly, but I'm talking like Byron and Hoffman is very concerning. Hoffman is extremely concerning. Like you just gave him a four year deal. Yeah. And what the hell were you doing? Like, did he, like, was he, did he going dirt biking or something? Like, what what happened here? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of wondering, like... Do you know like, anything about this? 
I honestly, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Really? I know literally nothing. Yeah. Oh, so I broke this news to you. Oh, oh boy. Yes. Yeah, this is That's super bad. Weird. Yeah, like I. So it's not the best. I mean, price obviously. I think we Byron know. had something nagging from yeah. last year, and I guess it flared up. That's okay. But you just paid Mike Hoffman. Like you need to be doing your due diligence, and then like I don't know what the hell went wrong there. But that's that's pretty concerning. I mean, it could be something that he did in the off season, like after he got signed. I don't like this, but I don't know. Like that's that's concerning. I, I, for, oh yeah, for a team that I would is not be happy. all that is already lo- like extremely strapped on depth. Like yeah. boy, oh boy, that's rough. That is rough. All right. Uh, yeah. The, the NHL has cleared Evander Kane in their gambling investigation. There is not sufficient enough evidence to prove that he bet on any NHL games or games that his team was playing in. So kudos to him, I guess. He managed to dodge that bullet. But, okay. You ever seen that 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 video going on Twitter of the professor entering the the like entering the classroom the same <laughs> yes. way every day for yeah. a year? That is essentially the NHL entering Vander Kane's like it, the interrogation personal room. Personal life, it, yeah, personal yeah. life. This this motherfucker will not stop. <laughs> like, and now it's so now it's battery charges, um, filed. Like these are so these are charges. NHL closing their investigation on gambling. Fine. The fact that they do not have a domestic violence and sexual assault policy when every other league does is unacceptable. And so good on the San Jose Sharks for saying we take these allegations seriously and Evander Kane is not allowed at camp. Yeah. So they basically dealt with it the opposite way of the Chicago Blackhawks, which is what we have been asking for. They suspended him pending investigation not you can continue to work with us and like we'll probably just brush it under the rug so the sharks as an organization deserve some credit here for saying no we are you're not welcome here until that investigation is complete oh 100 that's the proper way to handle things i'm shocked that he would even be invited regardless like every player on that team hates him and it was it's a known fact like i like this is a I really, you know, like I'm never going to use the term like blessing in disguise for charges of this magnitude. Like, obviously, this is terrible. Um, oh, yeah. From a morale perspective, though, like ha- not having him at camp, having an excuse to not have him at camp, I think is addition by subtraction for the Sharks. Like he was a cancer in that locker room last year, it seemed. Well, if you just look at what Logan Couture was saying today, like they they asked him about Evander Kane. He's like, I'm just not going to comment on it. Like it, if, if a player goes like, no, if a player ever says like what happens in the room stays in the room, shit's it bad. It means it's bad. Shit is bad. It is. Things are not going well. Like the new England Patriots in their heyday. were never like, you know what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. Like, you know, it's, it's it, it just d- dynasties. Don't do that. The sh- things are not going well, you know? Like, right. one, like for but, example, yeah, I think the sharks deserve some credit here for saying, you know what, we're actually going to take yeah, this seriously. hundred percent. For example, like you and I, you and I are very good friends. I would say, you know, we're, we're workplace yeah. acquaintances, I would say. And if someone asks me about my friendship with you, I'm not going to say, you know, what happens in our friendship stays in our friendship because then people yeah. will go, Hey, are they fighting? Do they hate each other? What's going on? Well, there's two <laughs> things and they both start with F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right are they fighting or are they yeah and there you go and neither of those things neither so, of those things yeah, ha- have gonna... happened or will happen so it's exactly. you know it's good but yeah it, it, it 
ter- like I, I just we want to give our like just our thoughts are with Evander Kane's wife. Like the shit that she has been put through in the last allegedly allegedly yeah. put through. Like if these are true, this man has put this woman through hell. Like yeah. fucking Jesus Christ. So I'm just I'm yeah. Sorry to Rachel's grandma for swearing there, but holy smokes, it is bad. But yeah, you know what? I think we've been clamoring for teams to be taking yeah. just anything seriously. And the fact that like, this is obviously not sexual assault, but the fact that the shark said, no, this is unacceptable. And, and he suspended pending investigation. I think it's a really good step in the right direction. So thank yeah. you to San Jose. Yeah. Great, great job that they were able to handle that. All right. The NHL continues to be the league where, no matter how bad you do, you always get a second chance because Peter Shirelli is joining That's the Saints. That's not a second chance. Sorry, fifth, sixth, seventh chance. <laughs> he is joining the St. Louis Blues front office as a special advisor. It really goes to show that like you could be the worst GM in modern like in the post salary cap era. And right. and still find gainful employment. Which is cool. Like it's not like there's anybody else qualified to maybe do a better job like there i don't know could there yeah could there not be anyone out there like anyone at all there there are people literally there are people with sub stacks and twitter accounts who would be better than this and it's peter shirelli you know moseying on over probably does probably gets paid a hundred grand a year to do like three hours of work a week it's it's man what what a feeder system. It's terrific. Diversity, baby. That's what it's all about. Diversity, baby. All right. And to finish up the headlines here, Jim Houston is retiring after a 42-year broadcasting career. I first we were not born um we were not born bef- like when the Jays won their back-to-back World Series. So I had no idea that Jim Houston called those series along with Buck Martinez. Did you not know what? that? What? Yeah. No, I learned that when I was writing a piece about it uh, for Sports Illustrated and the Hockey News this week. Why and is there no footage anywhere of this? He called that along with Buck Martinez, and I, I, like that boggled my mind. This guy has—I'm like, shook. There are a lot of fans who don't like Jim Houston because he seemed to be somewhat of a Canucks homer, and that's fine. Okay, but he's still good at what he does. But he's an objectively good broadcaster. He was also the soundtrack to us growing up watching hockey and also the soundtrack to us playing video games because him and Craig Simpson were the commentators on vi- on the NHL video games until uh, James Sabalski and friend of the show Ray Ferraro took over. And right. Craig Simpson was not nearly as mean as Ray Ferraro was in, in that game. Ray is joke. Have you ever, I love Ray on these video games. Have you ever played the game and like Ray just randomly roasts you for doing something? Like it's Well, I tried the tutorials and Ray was roasting me and I actually texted him. I was like, You're roasting like, me hey, on man. this video game right now and I'm pissed. <laughs> just text him, just no context. Hey man, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, no, I honestly to me, I think when Alex Burroughs scored against the Blackhawks. That was one of the calls that, that will stick with me for a long yeah. time. Just because, like, it was it was a legendary call. It was absolutely fantastic. Like, no one is ever going to touch Bob Cole for me. But I thought Jim Houston was really good at what he do- like what he did. And 42 years, man, like, happy retirement. Like, you deserve that. It's He's, he's fantastic. Like, he seems yeah. f- from all... From 
I've never met him, but from all accounts, he's like the, one of the nicest guys out there. And we need to like in a, in an industry that is as cutthroat and can be as shitty as sports and specifically sports broadcasting can be. We need to celebrate the really good apples, like Chris Cuthbert. Like Chris, oh my god, I would uh, Paul Hendrick. Yeah, guys like oh that. Oh my god, I did like Paul Hendrick. I had a, I had a fun like exchange with Paul he's, Hendrick this week, which is good. Like he's he's a great guy, and Jim Houston is, is. Uh, Paul Hendrick is like yeah. he's like Jesus. Like he is like the nicest man. Man, I yeah, I have stories uh, to tell. Oh he, he's some, let, let's just say he's gonna make the the nice the nice list this year as well. Paul Hendrick is perpetually yeah. on the nice list. It's going to be fun yeah. to after after this insane year that those naughty and nice lists are going to be fun to make. I'm looking forward to those. All right, let's hop into plot points. It's trending up. It's trending down the world of hockey. Trending down is the skill level of the unvaccinated NHL players <laughs> because this is what stuck out to me. So to give a preface, like Tyler Bertuzzi not allowed at training camp because he's not vaccinated. No, he is. The Red Wings are going to let him play. He's not allowed to play in Canada. No, but he's not allowed at training camp, though. No, he is. The Red Wings have allowed it. Oh, well, that's shitty. That's bad. Um, that's. I feel like if he was worse at hockey, that they probably would have not done that. So that's a little... Right, and I can almost guarantee you that that letter is not going on his jersey yes. anymore. Oh, 100%. Josh Archibald, the man who tweeted out, you know, the, the link to Plandemic, the... Uh, the, the the award-winning um, d- documentary about COVID conspiracy theories. Uh, he is not there despite the, he is not vaccinated and therefore not at training camp, despite the fact that he has a, a teammate in Alex Stalock who is not going to be able to play this season because he got COVID and developed a heart condition from it. So a little selfish on, on uh, Josh Archibald's part, but okay. Then there's all I'm going to say is this. Yeah. There are some, players on the Edmonton Oilers who are not happy with Josh Archibald and I'll leave it there as as they sh- like I, I that that restores my faith in humanity right there that's that's good yeah to know. and I would say that those players have some say oh, so okay good you're not playing we're not naming names here but uh look influential players Unless you are a goddamn superstar mm. You're probably like, I think someone said like, oh, like wait till training camp. There's going to be a third liner on waivers and and we're, everyone's going to wonder why. And then they're going to realize it's because of the vaccine. Josh Archibald could capably play like third, fourth line minutes. But if some certain players in Edmonton, like if you're the, if you're Daryl Cates and you have Josh Archibald, are you going to risk Connor McDavid potentially getting COVID because this moron who plays on your fourth line doesn't want to get vaccinated. I don't think that's very good for business. Oh yeah. And then there's Zach Ronaldo who fucked around and then proceeded to find I, out. He really found out. <laughs> so Zach Ronaldo speaks at a PPC rally, which is literally like, which is essentially the far right, you know, anti-immigrant, you know, anti-abortion anti abortion laws, science, anti pro gun. Yeah. All that. It is. They're the, like the really, if you took actually, no, here, if you took QAnon and put them in Canada, that's what the PPC is. Exactly. It is the, yeah, it's literally QAnon in a political party. He spoke at that <laughs> and he goes, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not, I'm not anti, uh, I'm not anti-mask. I'm just pro-choice. 
And are you pro-choice for women's abortion rights, though? Or are you just pro-choice when it's convenient for you? Absolutely not. So then the Columbus right. Blue Jack has proceeded to use their freedom of choice to say, go fuck yourself. And <laughs> Yarmo literally said, out. Oh, yeah. And what's funny is, like, how how stupid, like, this thing, how stupid do you have to be? You got, you just, and, like, the thing is, he just signed with the team. Like, he signed with them under a month ago. Like, this is, again, like, this is just not... just fired an assistant coach for this. <laughs> Patrick Laine, where it's like, okay, we actually need this guy to be... Or Zach Wierenski. Like, this is a dude that probably doesn't belong in the NHL to begin not with. Not probably. He doesn't. He has never yeah, hit double-digit... I was double trying to digit, be kind. He's never hit double-digit points. <laughs> there was a year where someone texted me this. He had uh, more singular suspensions than he did points. Oh, my God. He had, I, he had like, five suspensions... And three points or something like that. I I want to say it was like maybe in the A, but yeah, someone texted me that. I was like, that is that's wow, unbelievable. So yeah, he he's gone, and then and then and then there is this one. And then there's Bodie Wild, who might be he's wildin'. Yeah, he's wildin'. <laughs> Bodie's wildin'. This boy is that is that the is that the name of the podcast? Bodie's wildin'. Like <laughs> yeah, Bodie's wildin', man. Who might he might be the single stupidest. NHLer, not just for his vaccination, not just for his stance on vaccination, but no, this went to another. So if I were to say to you, yes, Rachel, uh, you want to either play or work in the NHL, uh, whatever, no matter who it's for, mm. do not piss off this one individual. Who would that person be? I think it would be one um, Lou Lamorello. So, I'm just kidding. Kyle Palmieri is not allowed to have a beard while he plays for the Islanders. And Bodie thinks that he's going to be unvaccinated and then talk about how Lou Lamorello is violating his human rights on Instagram. Like, if we never I hear... I hope he enjoys hanging out with Joffrey Lupul. Oh, yeah. If we never hear from this guy again, like, you'll know... You, you We all know what happened. Like... He's either being put, like nailed into a crate and shipped to Madagascar <laughs> on like a sh- on a. You know, like a <laughs> My first thought when I saw this was, enjoy Siberia. Yeah, like I hope you like, like I hope you like Russian winters because like it's it's gonna be. I hope you like um. Uh, what's someone the- texted me? So I didn't even see the tweet originally. Someone texted it to me and said, "This is unwise." Oh my god! And I opened the tweet and went, "Oh boy." Like, of all the things, first of all, Lou Lamorello, any GM, is in charge yeah. of who makes the team. Even if the coach, like we saw this with Babcock and Dubas, even if the coach wants a guy on the team, the, Lou can just say, no, too bad. Mm-hmm. This guy thinks, one, he has a got, like a human right to play in the NHL, which is a whole other situation. But you really thought that you were going to go, it could be shaving, it could be haircut. Let's say it's a haircut. This guy really thought, you know what, as a, as a rookie, I am going to show up to camp with long hair and tell Lou Lamorello I'm not cutting my hair and I'm going to make the team. Also, like, this guy's, you this guy's probably done coke before. And, he might have. And so you're able, you're cool to put that in your body, but now, now you're drawing the line. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. Listen, you. I find it very funny that they're like. The, but it's like, what's dumber, not getting the vaccine, but then, or 
but speaking out publicly against Lou Lamorello, like I think it might be option two. But then you, but he has People the in the world that not that aren't getting the vaccine. There is no one that I know of that is speaking out publicly. Like you heard Damon last podcast. Yeah, you shut you. You just don't do it. He like you like he has the dreaded combo of like the one two punch of first of all not getting the vaccine and then proceeding to go like the scariest man in hockey whose whose reputation is staked in the fact that he like if he, if you fuck with him he will ensure that you never play this game again someone texted me Lou Lamorello invented fuck around and find out oh he did like he's the <laughs> it, like in Bodie Wild fucked around and we're a, he's about to find out some really bad shit like so i know yeah. I have it like ironclad. You have it on good Lou, authority. Lou is aware of the Instagram commentary. Oh, God. Which, if Lou knows, there is a strong chance that Bodie has received a phone call. The most surprising thing about that sense is that Lou knows what Instagram is. So. <laughs> Lou, it, Lou knows. Damn. Lou does not have Twitter, but Lou knows how Twitter works. Okay. And Lou knows everything that happens on Twitter. And he also knows everything that happens on Instagram. And so when he saw this, who uh, a guy who is a, you know, career minor leaguer who probably didn't have a good shot of actually making the team in the first place. Just so you know, like for context, Bodie Wilde dropped in the NHL draft in his draft year because of character concerns. Those are well documented. So already... <laughs> Like this guy, he's twenty-one year old. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm like at twenty-one. You have you done a lot of scientific research? You know, like it's. I and don't like, think so. He's played like let's even just, like he's played twenty twenty games in his rookie year, like in 2019-20, and then twenty two last year. His career high is six points in the AHL. Like this is not a this is. This We're is not, not a guy. About Kale McCarr. Exactly. Like this, like this is not a guy who teams are going to go, man, we have to like compromise our morals because how are we going to win? No, like you, you, you fucked up here, man. Like this is not good. Also, Lou does not compromise his morals for anybody. Exactly. But like like a weaker team might go like, oh man, like this, like we, we need to make sure like the, the Red Wings are doing that. Like, oh man, it sucks that Tyler Bertuzzi is, is, you know, unvaccinated, but man, he's pretty he's one of the he's one of our top six forwards like okay i guess we're gonna have to make an exception like no bodie wild is like a, an ahl prospect who has been disappointing so far like y- yeah so this was just like a career limiting move for him yes they're not they're not <laughs> gonna jump in in over any hoops to accommodate you before you did this and now they're gonna send you away um all right trending up Puking. Like, did he not see just like, did he not see that Josh Hosang literally just showed up late and like was banished? Has no, that's what I don't get. Has <laughs> does he not have anyone in his camp? Like we like we look at like the, like pl- like players have people. Seth Jones' mom sends him every mean tweet that which is, is psychotic, which is absurd. Um, and like does does he not have anyone in his camp to go like, hey man, maybe don't do this. Like maybe vent out to me, but don't vent it out to the public on Instagram. Right, or, like, his agent, like, who represents Bodie Wilde? Like, his agent, not, like, I I watch Entourage, I know how agents work, and if Ari Gold got got a hold, like, got a hold of this, he would be, like, banging down your front door to tell you to shut up, like. Yeah, 
uh, he's represented by Alain Roy, who represents like Nico Heischer. So like he's represented by like a legit agent. If I'm Alain Roy, I'm calling him and be like, what are you doing? Like, dude, you're you're taking money out of my pocket. Like, yeah, zip it. Like, what am I supposed to do for you? I, this reminds me of like Antonio Brown's agent when all that shit was going on oh, in the yeah. summer with him, where he was just like, I don't fucking know. Like he's doing this like. He literally he put his feet in a in a biofreeze freezer and then said it felt like they got circumcised. Like I don't know what this fucking guy's doing. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that's 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 imagery. All right, we that need we, to move on yeah. from that. All right. that's aggressive. Speaking of of gross things that happen to your body, trending up is puking at Canucks camp, um, because I do not I do not envy Vancouver Canucks players. A because they have to play for the Canucks, but also B, um, it seems like Travis Green put them through a pretty rough bag skate today and oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh which I, I apparently is um is like notorious that he does so it's, hey. yeah it's customary uh good for him and oliver ekman larson connor granlin or not connor grant is it connor granlin connor garland garland sorry granlin Jeez, louise had a mini uh stroke there and um Ole levy they got fucked up by this bag skate <laughs> i saw that mike johnson tweeted a, a picture and it's OU Levy just laying oh, in yeah. the fetal position in the corner. And I had the same thought that he said along his tweet. Like, even if you're that tired, you can't do that because the coach is going to see that and be like, what the hell? Did you see the OEL, um, like, footage? It was not great. Oh, my God. Like, But it's also, so I will say this. Like, people put way too much stock into, like, the first days of training camp. Like, I'm seeing people talk about, like, Who's playing with who on a line oh, in yeah, training camp? I'm matter. like, you're just settle the fuck down. No, but but like, but this is this. I know the people look at this and go like, oh my god, they're they're breaking down a, a, a like a bagscape video. This is insane. No, like, OEL is an important player. Like, they just traded a lot he of assets. He needs to be in better shape. Yeah, and for him to come in and like, it's not even like yes, it's a hard bagscape. But like the, they were doing it in groups of like eight, and all seven players were like at least two lines ahead of them. Like it's, and then a ba- did you see the McDavid footage where yeah, he's literally he's, like a hilarious. half lap in front of everyone? It's hilarious. And then and he he stops skating and he's gliding faster than that. What I want to know is because this is OEL and, and Garland. Did they did they do cardio in in Arizona? Like it is own like it is other than you you levy like it is only the two coyotes that came in and had the like what what what's going on with yeah. them did they ever did they just not hop on an exercise I don't bike know, or though, a treadmill? Like, talk it's pretty in shape like he's pretty good so I don't know about that but still that's not a good look you can't be coming into a new team and, and that's what's happening here I'm I, like I am it's, just it's a bad look it's it's a bad. Look. Yeah, I, it, it is hilarious. Like, go look, like only Levy made a performance out of it. Like, it is like there are multiple different pictures of him in different like positions of pain on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> there's one where he's like face down, ass up. Like, there's another where he's just lying on, or he's just dead. Like, he's just lying on the ice, like in full like spread. He's like, it's like he's trying to do um, like snow angels, but he's dead. And and then there's the fetal position where he just wants to, you know, be held by his mama. Like, it's it's bad. It's hilarious. All right. And then trending up as well. Training camp holdouts. Um, Hughes, Pedersen, Chuck, they're all absent from camp without deals. And what I found really funny about this is the best source of info for all of for not not Pedersen, but for specifically Hughes and to Chuck is from their brothers. I think their brothers are going to are going to break these these 
I think they're going to break these contracts. So I think Brady gets done probably within the next like five days to a week. That's my, like, I think, I think he's probably in camp. I would have put it this way. I'll say five days to a week. I wouldn't be shocked if he's in camp on Monday or Tuesday. Really? Yeah. Like, I think, I think it'll get done. Um, Because at the end of the day, like, the Kachucks want to play hockey. And Brady isn't as confrontational as Keith and Matthew. Yeah, they said, Matthew said that in a, I believe in an interview where he was just like, we, like, we had to take the reins. Everything that I know is they're, like, they're, it, whether they were far apart or not, they're kind of expecting and planning he'll be there, like, Monday, Tuesday kind of thing. What about, uh... Hughes and Pedersen? Yes. That's a... Uh, that I don't know because first of all, for Jack Hughes to be saying, "Well, how is he supposed to have good numbers? He's playing on a shitty team, or whatever," he said on Tim and Friends. Bro, you're on New Jack, Jersey. <laughs> you literally play for the fucking Devils, who finished, I believe, worse than the Canucks last year. So, what are you talking about? Like, he's not wrong, but he's all. He, but, but he, he should have a leg to stand on. Yeah, he's not. It's not. He's not wrong, but he shouldn't be saying that in, because, like. It's like if I if I made fun of um, like Pete Davidson for getting dumped by Ariana, Ariana Grande. It's like, yeah, like it is hilarious to watch that. But also, like, I would never be in a position to get dumped by Ariana Grande. So therefore, I cannot talk. It is like it's it's like uses like it's hilarious. But and like Jack had 31 points in 56 games and was he's a career minus 29. Not that plus minus is everything, but he wants to talk about plus minus. Okay, he's a career minus twenty nine, and Quinn with isn't is a career minus thirty four. So like, dude, Jack is the worst first overall what? pick in the last like ten years. I wouldn't say that. Who's worse? But than like, him? I think I think he just has time to blossom. I don't I don't think that. Well, first of all, Nail Yakupov. Oh, was that was that ten years? Yeah. When was when was Yakupov? Is that 2012? Yeah, Paul, yeah. Okay. 2012 time, when Morgan Riley was Time is a fucking construct. Okay, let's just say... I think... Yeah, like it's... It's I bad. think Jack will be better than Ekblad. I think Jack will probably... You think Jack will be better than Ekblad? Ekblad's real good. Yeah. I, I think he will be. Um, but still, he shouldn't, but he like, shouldn't be talking honestly, shit. Honestly, <laughs> he can't be... Yeah, he can't be saying that. Um, and you know what? I will say this though. I appreciate the honesty. Like I like the personality both Kachuk and Hughes showed, but that that was a little cocky for my liking. Like there was no need to be taking shots at other teams like that when your team is not better. It is um look, it is a dicey proposition to talk shit like that and it reminds me of a GQ interview that Jalen Ramsey did where he, they asked him about every QB and he just went on off on them to be like, you know, overrated, you know, like can't throw this, that, whatever. And he really went in on Josh Allen. Um, and this was, <laughs> at, and then got fucking murdered by Josh Allen in the next, like it's so look, pick, like Fuck I, around I, and find out. Exactly. Like, I wish we could name that the title of the podcast because that is a theme here, but it's, it's so hopefully these deals get done. I have no idea how it's going to happen with the Canucks. I don't know how it'll get done with Pedersen and Hughes because I think they don't have the space. Elias seems to be pretty smart, and like he knows what he's worth. And like I don't know, 
there's a part of me that thinks like Quinn will be long term and Hughes will be short term. Like I don't think they're both going to be long term. That's Quinn, for sure. Wait, you mean you mean Quinn will I be long term and then Pedersen will be short term? Yeah, like I think there's that, or they'll both be short term. But I don't think EP is going to be long term. They should. They should just both do short term. Like, yeah, it like that's it, what I would. But do. they don't like even if they like for example like if they both did, um, if they both did the Dolan deal, yeah, which is a significant like d- decrease on what they're worth. Like I don't like the Canucks can barely even afford that. Yeah, like if I'm the Canucks, like it's probably three by seven for Quinn, and it's like three by eight for Pedersen. And they and they only have like thirteen million dollars in cap space right now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So so you can't. So what ugly. do you do? Like what do you like? How do, like, two by five? But no way they're accept. I'm not if I'm either one of these. I'm like yeah, bridge deal is one thing, but I'm not accepting a two year deal. What if I blow out my knee? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's it's tough to say. And then. To round out uh, plot points before we hop into a quick deep dive, the amount of money we should be charging for podcast appearances trending up. Because, Rachel, did you see this tweet? Did you see this tweet? No. From Dan Clark? Who the fuck is Dan Clark? That's my point, but let me – let's get into this. So Dan Clark is – he is he he's an MLB Clearly a moron. He's an MLB writer, but he wrote this is okay. what he tweeted on September 18th. And you know how there's that tweet that goes like every day there's a main character on Twitter. The goal is to is to never be the main character. Dan Clark was the main character on uh, of Twitter on September 18th. He tweeted out, I have always charged $50 to $100 per podcast guest appearance as I spend at least an hour prepping, followed by a 25 to 30 minute discussion. And I also promote the appearance both pre and post recording to help grow their following. Okay. There's a lot to break down to this. And I feel as fellow podcasters, we should talk about it real quick because 50 to $100. My instant reaction to that is you're a moron. And you're a dick. Do you, dude, does he think that like podcasts make money? Like, okay, if you're going on a podcast that you know makes money, absolutely charge. Like, I'm sorry, this podcast is banned from being spoken about on mm. our show. But if you go on a certain tavern chair podcast, yeah. or you go on, um, like, if you're a news person, you go on the Joe Rogan podcast, or you go on a podcast that you know pulls in cake. Then yes, you charge, but the majority, like ninety nine percent of podcasts, don't make enough money to like they barely cover their overhead. So if you're gonna be a jack, like I'll find someone else to talk about baseball. Thanks. So here's a couple things. So the 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 charging fifty to hundred dollars is insane. But what I found the most that's insane that's patently ridiculous. What I found the most insane part of this is he he says it because he justifies it by saying I spend at least an hour prepping. Then you suck. Rachel, we like we don't even spend what? an hour <clears throat> an hour prepping this podcast. Like it is just just for like transparency purposes. A lot of times I do the prep for this podcast while I work at the fucking yeah. bank. I did the prep for this podcast after I did I went on a thirty kilometer bike ride where I was like dying after. No, like I'm not even joking. I was half like lucid. I'll run like comp- I'll I'll yeah. type in a bunch of code and while I wait for it to run to make sure that it works, I will do podcast prep. This guy's doing an hour. If you're like, if if you have to do an then hour, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. It's bad. Like unless unless you're Dan Carlin doing like hardcore history where you it's all about research and shit. Same. That's different. But like to talk about baseball, I bet I could have a more en- engaging baseball conversation than this guy, and I will not charge you anything for it. I went on a podcast this week 
and didn't charge them anything for it and had a great time. And it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. Now, if you want me doing like regular radio hits, oh, then, then yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to charge for that. But to come on my podcast, like, Once. can you imagine if I'm like, hey, Damon, we're going to ch- like, what? Oh, no. If, da- if Damon was like, yeah, Damon I'll was come like, on. I'm going to charge you to come on the podcast. Are you. Like we had fucking, we've had, we've had Ray Ferraro. We've had, uh, uh, Mike Johnson, dude, we like Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, Haley Salvian guest hosted. Didn't just like come on as like a guest for a little bit. They guest hosted. Yeah. They stepped in for me. Yeah. And they did it out of the kindness of their hearts because they all love me. (laughs) Well, no, they, they don't really, but it. No, but I'm like, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I, first of all, I do research for an hour. Are you that like. You don't know that anything about baseball. Then. Like, like, what do you, what do you, what are you doing for an hour? Like it, nothing. I don't understand. You know? I just wanted to talk because it is hilarious. All right. Before we hop into just the- so you know, we'll put this out there right now. Yeah. Not, you won't have to pay anyone. If you want us to come on your yeah. podcast, first of all, like I get DMS all the time. Like you guys have to understand, like I'm in school and I have a job and I do this podcast. Like I literally do not have time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even have time to answer my DMS. Never mind, Come on a podcast. Exactly. Right. So like, I'm very judicious about that. But if you want Mike Ryan on the podcast, like you don't have to pay us. Oh my God. No. Like, like, we'll just come on to help you out. I'm not worth, I'm we'll not come worth, on because we like you and we want to be there. I'm not worth any money. So like, I, I will like, you're doing me a favor basically by validating me in a way that I will never validate myself. So thank you. But it's, it's hilarious. All right. Yeah. Moral of the story. Don't be a, Dick. Yeah, I think that guy went private after, so it was it was fun. Yeah, Kel yeah. Surprise. He what did he do, Rachel? He fucked around and then he he found out. Boom! There we go. All right, before we hop in deep dive, quick word from the old sponsor, Roonies. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business and it's customized to your needs you get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales and i'm speaking about this from experience i'm really passionate about bass fishing and a little over five years ago i started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend aaron called woo tungsten actually it's pronounced woo tungsten w-o-o exclamation mark because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass and it was a no-brainer to do this on shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments in fact if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on shopify go to wootungsten.com and you can see and it's No wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash blue wire, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten by going to shopify.com slash blue wire right now. That's shopify.com slash blue wire. 
All right, Rachel, you've worked in an NHL front office, and coincidentally, there was a player who uh, uh, staged a little holdout. There were two, actually. There were two. And now with, with Quinn Hughes, with Elias Pettersson, with um, uh, yeah, Brady Tuchuk, all apps from Camp Without Deals, all holding out, take us through a little bit on what that's like from an internal perspective. What's that, what that's like from a team perspective and how that actually works. Yeah, so the year I was there for camp, Pavel Zaka held out, like, I want to say very briefly. Like, it got done real quick. Miles Wood was the other holdout, and he didn't get there till like, the second week of camp. Um, it's interesting because it all depends. Like, if you don't have arbitration, then you have what's called a black hole contract, which means you're not – and that's what Quinn Hughes has. You can't sign an offer sheet. You can't go to arbitration. Like, you have no rights, essentially. That's why it's called a BAGLC. Mm-hmm. Um. And that means, like, the team essentially has all the power. Um, Zaka had that. I think Miles Wood had that. Um, and essentially, when you have a holdout, like, you kind of holding on that spot in the lineup. But that was also the year, don't forget, that William Nylander held out. Oh, yeah. And so I was part of that and part of kind of an evaluation from that perspective. And that's all really I'll say from there. But when a guy holds out, you kind of have to move on in terms of like, okay, we're hoping this guy shows up, but if he doesn't, this is how we're going to do things. And essentially like you're not really reaching out to him. Like you leave it to the guy on staff who's in charge of the contracts. He deals with the agent and that's that guys on the team. Like maybe he'll reach out. Maybe they'll reach out. Maybe the player will reach out. Maybe they won't like they, you don't really talk about contract stuff with your teammates. Um, that has, has always kind of been a thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of odd because it's it's like this waiting game. So things just kind of go on as normal and go, okay, where's Woody? What's what's the update on Woody? Um, players aren't really asking, um, but you get like John Hines came up. What's the update on Woody? We give him the update. Um, this is where we're at. This is kind of what we think, whatever. And at the end of the day, it's a player's decision. But if a player holds out, you kind of have to say, okay, we're moving on without you. But that's like we're talking about Miles Wood and Pav here. We're not talking about the two best players on the team, or in Ottawa's case, the best player on the team. Like and a future captain. Yeah, like this is vastly different. Like this is more akin to the Nylander stuff, where I think Nylander's agent was probably a little bit too uh, crazy, <laughs> and finally it took Nylander just saying, "I want to." Like just he called Kyle and said, "Let's just get it done. I want to play." Yeah, right. That wasn't the case with Miles Wood. He it just kind of like naturally played out. Uh, same with Pav. But I think with like Pedersen and Hughes, like I could see, I could see them holding out for sure. Like into less the season? so Brady. Yeah, less so Brady because Brady wants to play and Brady loves Ottawa. Um, I don't, I don't really see that being a being a, a holdout situation right now at least but uh, when when a guy's holding out that's actually a big part of your roster that's a that's a bit of a different situation because then it's like okay we actually have to plan without this guy and that can be tough because that's a key piece and it's like do we trade his rights do we um fill the hole and then he comes back maybe we're we're kind of caught in a tough place like it puts a team in a tough spot for sure yeah because you have to do placeholders in camp and everything is so meticulously planned right that you it just really oh, screws everything's, up yeah your, 
there's yeah. magnets on the board and like there's allocations there's who's going to play with who like it, it just it really discombobulates things when when players hold out but if it's at the top end of the lineup you're kind of screwed damn which is why like people were like oh matt barzell's gonna hold out i'm like no he isn't no he's not and he signed a sweetheart deal because every other team gets their players for cheap and we don't. Oh, I don't think Vancouver is going to, and no, I don't think Ottawa screwed. is either. So, what do you like? I know that you kind of gave us like a little bit. How do you like? How do you foresee this ending? So, from my understanding, the argument with Kachuk is signing bonus and trade protection because Ottawa traditionally doesn't pay that because Eugene Melnick is cheap. Mm-hmm. I think that they are going to cave. I think Brady will sign a long-term deal. I wouldn't be surprised if it's seven or eight years. I'd be surprised if it was anything shorter than that, to well, be honest. seven or eight years. Like, I, yeah. I, I think he's looking for a little bit more than Shabbat, and he deserves more than Shabbat. He's the best player on Ottawa. He's the best player in Ottawa. He's their future captain. He is one of the yeah. rare players that, that is on the record saying, I love Ottawa. <laughs> Exactly. So for me, I think they'll figure out, they'll have to compromise on signing bonus. I don't think trade protection can even be a discussion. Like, they have to give it to them. Oh, oh my um, God. Have we, We've seen all the wacky-ass players that have gotten NMCs or partial NMCs or partial no-trades. Like, yeah. and you're not going to do that for Brady? Like, that's insane. Your captain? Yeah, it's silly. So I. that's what I think. I think Brady will be a long-term deal. I think it'll get done. Uh, and I think he'll be in Ottawa because he wants to be there. Um, Hughes and Patterson, though. That's a totally different situation. I think it's probably closer to bridge than it is to long-term. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them's long-term. But they're not taking discounts to stay. What 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 reason would they have to do that? After all the shit that happened last None. year, after the COVID stuff, where the, where the players were like, you left us to die. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, I wouldn't be taking, I wouldn't be taking a haircut to play in Vancouver. Not a chance. And especially because you've seen that if you give Jim Benning extra money, he's going to spend it on and go wild in on people mm-hmm. like and just hand out willy nilly NMCs everywhere. Like is, you just can't give them extra money. What I find really funny is this might come down to like the difference between getting them both signed, even to short term deals it might come down to Tucker Pullman. Like it might come down to choosing yeah. not to give Tucker Pullman two point five million dollars per year, which is idiotic. But like, I think those could be contentious. I would not be surprised if one, at least one, holds out into the year. It it could be two. I think they already are contentious. Yeah, and that's, like, this is the thing. Like, I think they could get real bad because don't forget, like, they're represented by, I think, J.P. Barry and Pat Brisson. Like, the two mega, mega like, I want to say it's... Yeah, like I know they switched agencies, and I'm I'm just gonna double check, but I think it's JP Barry that represents them both. Like those are the two. No, it is Pat Brisson. Those are the two heavyweights, man. Like those are the yeah. guys that will grind you down. Yeah, it's Pat Brisson and JP Barry. They're so they're doing it jointly, bro. So yeah, you're that not not gonna end well. <laughs> exactly, no, you're not getting a discount there. And I know that J- John Weisbrod is Quinn Hughes' godfather or something like that, but like. At the end of the day, like that doesn't matter. Oh my god! If my like, I you lo- think they switched agents to be the same agent so that they could get less money? Bro, I love. That's not how it works. I love you know my uncle. I love my I love my dad. But if my dad was trying to fuck me over on a contract, I'd say, "Hey, kick rocks, dad." Yeah. 
you, like, at you know some point, what, Dad? You have to look you're out grounded. for your own well-being. Yeah. <laughs> you're grounded. Be like, you know what, Dad? You have to look out for your own well-being. Exactly. Like, and, and I, there's clearly a conflict of interest there, like, because, you know, you can't necessarily look out for both. But, yeah, this is, this is not – Canucks fans – do not, I do not envy the position you're in. Your players are puking all over the ice, and your two star guys are uh, not looking like they're going to get signed anytime soon. So it's 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 been a rough start to the year for, for Canucks fans, that's for sure. But hey, the yeah. Sedins are back, baby. But it also takes like what people don't understand is like you could be so far apart. It literally takes one phone call. Yeah. Like if the if the Canucks decide that's it, like we just want them signed, it can, they could be signed tonight. Oh yeah, they could be signed be. on on the weekend, right? Damn. Like, I remember Miles Wood, and it went from, we don't know where he is, to, hey, Miles is coming in tomorrow, right? So things can change quickly, and uh, I'm always leery of that, right? So uh, do I think they could hold out into the season? Yeah, I think they could. But, like I said, anything could change. Damn. Well, Rachel, I think we've reached the the logical end of the podcast here. Um I am hungry for Chipotle, so I'm I am also gonna go do that. Um, we have a we have a great announcement that we're gonna have probably next uh, probably next episode. It's gonna be a blast. We have like it's 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 a put it this way. As soon as we're allowed to say it, we're gonna say yeah. It. And it's 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 an announcement, but there's also like other things too that branch off from that, which are gonna be a lot of fun. Like let's just say there's a lot of Rachel and Mike content coming out. It's gonna be great. A lot of staff and graph content coming out. It's gonna be great. Um, I guess before before we uh, or no, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Staff Graph. You can follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory. Me on Twitter, Mikey Stevens eighty one. Podcast is on Sound or not SoundCloud. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's on Google Play, iHeartRadio, any podcatcher under the sun. Um, buy our merch at Redbubble, redbubble.com slash Staff Graph, and uh, or Staff and Graph Shop. Sorry, and uh, leave us a nice review. And if it's mean, at least make it entertaining enough for us to laugh at you, Rachel. Before we before we head out here, and I have a delicious burrito. Oh, chipotle burrito with guac. Let's mm-hmm. go. Might even get some some chips with the new queso that they got. Ooh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Love that. Um, anything you want to leave the listeners with? Wear a mask, get vaccinated, and we'll be back with some absolutely fire content this year. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, we'll see you soon. <laughs>